0: Welcome to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast with your host, Alicia McCormack. Alicia will keep you on budget and on track so you can plan your big date without the big price tag. Not to get all we are the world on you, but the good thing I think about presenting a podcast, a wedding planning podcast from my home is that I can interview people and present ideas from all over the world. It's all about diversity. Hey, we're all coming together. Celebrating our differences. And so far, you know, I've interviewed lots of different bloggers that have really made their mark and have been really successful by presenting a niche or a niche, as the Americans say. Bloggers and people that really celebrate not creating cookie-cutter weddings. People that say, hey, if your background is different from your partner's, that's cool. I mean, I had Raj from Secret Wedding Blog on, and she talks all about beautiful fusion weddings. Also, Karen from Smashing the Glass, if you're creating a Jewish wedding or a Jew-ish wedding, as she likes to say. Perhaps you're not fully into the traditions of Judaism, but you want to have a little bit of a tip of the hat to your culture and background. She's a great blogger to go and check out. And I think one of the biggest, most prominent blogs that I could think of that that celebrates not necessarily looking like everyone else is rockandrollbride.com. And Kat Williams is someone I've had on the show before. You'll be able to look back in my archives and see that I did a Meet the Blogger episode with her a little while ago, talking about why she started the blog and why it's been so successful. If you haven't had the pleasure of visiting com, I would say just take a couple of moments to look at it because even if you aren't planning an alternative wedding, and I'm putting alternative in air quotes here, you can't see it because I'm talking into a microphone to myself, but if you aren't planning an alternative wedding, it doesn't matter because there are plenty of ideas that Kat presents on rockandrollbride.com that are just slightly different enough for people to go, oh, that's pretty snazzy, isn't it? I didn't think of doing that. I love it. I always feel like I visit and I always learn a new thing and uh, my Pinterest board is happy for it. So when I heard that Kat had produced her very own magazine, something she's been doing for quite a while, but now it's in the shops... I got pretty excited because that really brings her ideas and her passion for alternative weddings to a whole new audience. And it means that you can go into your news agency or bookshop or go online and order the magazine and you can have it on your coffee table at home and read it and flick through casually and knock your socks off. So I thought, let's have a chat to Cat. Let's learn about the magazine. Let's learn about what she's got coming up and lots of fabulous things that are happening on rock'n'rollbride.com. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast brings all your favorite bloggers, experts, and wedding-y things straight to your ears and your brain. Kat Williams, Rock and Roll Bride, the Rock and Roll Bride. Welcome to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Thank you so much for being on again. Well, thank you for having me back again. Oh well, it's absolutely my pleasure. Now, this is pretty exciting because this week you are launching your very own magazine. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's pretty. When you say you're launching your own magazine, that's no mean feat. I mean, you're up against some pretty hardcore mags.
1: Can yeah, you tell I'm me a little?
0: <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> what 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 is Rock and Roll Bride Magazine, and why should we buy it?
1: So, I'll give you a little bit of history. Please. So, basically, um, the magazine started, actually, we self-published it for a couple of years. So, basically, what happened is I was invited to a wedding fair. God, I can't remember which year now. Maybe 2012. And people were, the, the wedding fair people were like, we'll give you a free stand and you can come along and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, great, that sounds fun, but how do you promote a blog on a, a wedding fair? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Good question. And um, My husband, Gareth, um and he will never let me forget that it was his idea (laughs) magazine he said oh we should you know do a little mini magazine and hand it out and it can be the best of the best and they can take it home and read it in the car on the way home and they'll have something to take away and I was like that's an excellent idea (laughs) so um we did that and um we gave it away for free and I put on my blog that we were doing this fair and we were going to give away a free rock or our bride magazine and people got so excited. Um, people were coming to the fair just to get the magazine. They were asking if they could buy it online. Um, people were, like, really psyched to have a physical copy of the blog. So that, you know, those went in about five minutes. And then we were like, okay, so people clearly want this, so let's do another one. It wasn't until about a year later, because when you self-publish a magazine, it's so much work. Like, it's ridiculous having to write it, design it, lay it all out, print it, ship them, all that stuff. So um, about a year later, we did another one, and we it was some content from the blog and some new content um so we basically uh, to cut a very long story short we did three of them over a couple of years and just sold them through the blog I was thinking about what I wanted to do next year basically a few months ago and I was like you know what I don't think I'm going to do another magazine um it really is a lot of work to do it when you're just doing everything yourself so I was like right I'm not going to do it and I'm going to put a thing on the blog saying we're not doing it anymore because I know people will be a bit disappointed so I put it out there In a blog post. Uh, I think the blog post went up at 3pm. And at 20 past three, I had an email from Giraffe Media, who published Wedding Ideas magazine. And they were like, you are crazy to stop doing this. I think there's a real market for this. Have you ever thought about putting it in the shops? And I was like, what? (laughs) I don't even know that's possible. Like, you know, we always thought, wow, wouldn't it be cool if there was a Rock and Roll Bride magazine in W. H. Smith? But how would you even start about going, you know, and doing that? And they were like, well, basically, we'll do, all, we'll do all that for you. You write it and we'll produce it. Wow. So, um, yeah, that's basically the story. So I'm working with the Giraffe Media team and the team that also produce wedding ideas. So I'm the editor and I have final say on all the content and I, I pretty much write everything, pull together some freelance articles Pass it off to them, and then there's a managing editor there that you know puts it together with their team and designers, and there's an ad team and all that stuff. So I don't have to deal with all that thing.
0: I'm going to admit to you, Kat. When I when I got engaged, I I think I did exactly what every other bride does does you go out and you buy all the wedding magazines, and then. I got a bit disappointed because most of the people, the ladies that are featured in wedding mags have impossibly long, full flowing locks, which I do not have. <laughs> they have, they all want off the shoulder, you know, a off the shoulder gown, something I didn't want to have. Yeah. And they didn't feature any of my gay friends, which I found yeah. really made me really piss me off. Yeah. And there were not really any sassy ideas. So I think... To me, seeing what you do in a magazine form has to work because, well, your competition's pretty slim. No disrespect to the wedding magazines. I do love you, but you're just not very crazy.
1: I mean, I think so. I mean, people always say exactly the same thing to me. Like, there's no gay weddings. There's no, you know, plus-size brides. There's no DIY ideas. And um it kind of will hopefully just naturally fit in there and i think wedding magazines are changing a little bit but they're still very constrained by their publishers and you know i think i'm at the moment very lucky that my publishers are like do you know what we love what you do just do it and we'll help you they're not like trying to put these crazy constraints on me i remember i met um the ma- uh, editor of a magazine it was one of the big wedding magazines she's not the editor anymore but a few years ago I was talking to her um, about the magazine and why, you know, they always feature blonde, white, size 10 brides. Good question. And I was like, do you know what? Like, they're beautiful, but there's so many other options. And she was like, (laughs) well, you know, we have to appeal to the mass market, and that's what the mass market wants. We need to shift as many copies as we want, you know, as as we can. And, you know, we're appealing to the broader, average, slightly aspirational kind of girl, you know?
0: Uh, See, this really gives me (laughs) s***, though, because... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. All right. We can live by that idea and that ideal, but it's like Barbie dolls. I mean, we don't, we play yeah. with Barbies when we're little and, but they don't look like us and they don't look like anyone we know yet. That's sort of what we're projected from the age of, I don't know, seven or whenever we first buy a Barbie. Yeah. That's what people expect to see, and it's no,
1: it's utter bullshit, basically. It is,
0: <laughs> it is, and and it really makes me angry because I think from from the get go, and, and I've said this before on the podcast, from the get go, you know, women are with weddings, especially if you know they'll say, "What sort of wedding do you want to have?" And it's always like, "I want to be a princess bride," and I want to, you know, have lovely. I keep going back to long hair. I've got an obsession. <laughs> is it because you wish you had long hair? I w- yes, <laughs> a cat i bought this is true story i bought some human hair hair extensions that i used to wear through when i was on the telly in australia i would clip them in and you know the girls in makeup would always do my hair and i always felt really magical wearing this sort of fuller amazing thick hair but Mm. then rich would always say it's sort of weird i mean where does the hair come from and i would wash it and then put it out on the balcony and he's like that's maybe dead people's hair and i don't (laughs) think it's dead people's hair but it did leave me feeling a little weird, so they went in the bin.
1: I mean, I have to admit, I do wear hair extensions too. Good because my hair is because I bleached it so much; it's so thin. So I don't wear it for length; I wear it for width.
0: Yes, this is what I need. Look, there's look. Okay, we've <laughs> done it. We've admitted it. It's fine. But gee, I just look one has hair issues. Yes, yeah, I just want so much more of it. Anyway, my point was we do grow up with this ideal of having these Disney weddings and be buggered if I wanted a Disney wedding. Yeah. So I suppose that that's, I mean, obviously that's your market in, in finding women that don't want to stick to those blonde, yeah. big dress.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do think there's pressure everywhere and I get emails from people that say, you know, I read your blog and it's amazing, but I feel like my wedding isn't going to be cool enough and I'm oh. not going to be alternative enough. And, I'm, you know, there's a different kind of pressure. Like, oh, I'm not crafty. I can't do DIY. Does that mean I'm not a rock and roll bride? And it's oh. like, that's crap, you know. Um, which is why, you know, with the magazine, yes, I'm going to have real weddings, but I'm also really going to focus on longer form advice articles, like, you know, sharing advice for, if you're planning a wedding or if you've got a problem with your mother-in-law or whatever it is and make it more helpful. It's not just about, you know, looking at someone else's wedding and thinking I can never be that cool or whatever.
0: You had an excellent quote and I'd like to share it uh, today uh, on one of your recent blog posts. And it was when you don't have to dress like everyone else, you don't have to think like everyone else. And that was Iris Apfel, who is this, for people that have never heard of Iris, she's like a 93 year old, style maven designer i mean she's an icon she's mm-hmm. amazing just i could spend a whole day googling her yeah she's so sassy she's just great when when did you start experimenting with color and different sort of clothing that have made you know like you, you say it's your brand when did that really start happening for you
1: probably about the age of 15 um, before that i was very much into boy bands and <laughs> you know teenage stuff and then When I got to about 15, I discovered Nirvana (laughs) and Silverchair (laughs) for all your Australian readers. Um,
0: That's a good one.
1: And um, I'm from a town called Reading, where there's a really famous rock festival every year. And um, I started going to the festival every year and just being more into kind of music and alternative culture and wearing some really questionable outfits and dyeing my hair crazy colours and getting secret tattoos and piercings. But I guess it was that kind of teenage rebellion. and I really haven't grown out of that. (laughs)
0: oh and never you should never grow out of it you should never what's your favorite hair color
1: blue (laughs) like I'm so excited that I have blue hair now um I had pink hair so I got married in 2008 and I dyed my hair back to pink pretty much like six weeks after I got married and I had it pink from then till like a few months ago and I kind of It was holding on to it like a security blanket. It was like my thing. I Mm. felt really comfortable with pink hair. People knew me with having pink hair. Um, But I kind of been thinking, oh, man, am I going to have pink hair forever? And then I was in New York in September with my friend Gala. And she said to me, oh, you know, have you ever thought about going a different color? And I was like, you know what? I've actually been thinking I'd really like to try blue hair. And she was like, oh, my God, let's do it.
0: If you're getting married and you want to have an alternative wedding, but you don't know how far to push it, what's your advice to brides and grooms who who don't want to look like the wedding magazine, typical bride and groom, but who do want to be a bit edgy?
1: Um, I would say, like, you just need to – I mean, it's such a cliche now, but you just have to be yourself. Like, just sit down and think, what things do we love? What things do we both love? How can we bring this into our wedding? Like, if you pick things that you really like – and that kind of naturally feel like you, then it won't be too much, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to do something really crazy, then go for it. But it's not what it's about. It's not a show. It's not like who can be the coolest, most alternative wedding. It's like about being yourself, I think.
0: That's a really good point that you bring up, Kat, because I think um, with Pinterest and, and also Instagram on, on some level as well, we have become quite... Obsessed with the curation of of these perfect moments from weddings that that I think aren't necessarily true to the the people that are getting married we, we become obsessed with the look of one's particular thing and trying to replicate that how do you well, feel about that
1: well yeah here's the thing like you look at a wedding on a blog and you see what fifty pictures from a day of where there was probably a thousand pictures taken. And the actual experience of the wedding is very different to seeing the pictures of the fucking flowers and <laughs> all that exactly, stuff. Exactly, yeah. Y- you shouldn't be comparing this. I-, I always say you shouldn't compare your full-length movie to someone's trailer. Like, the stuff that's being put out on the internet is the highlight reel. It's the stuff you see on the Blockbuster trailer and then you get, you get and watch the movie and you're like, this is actually really long and there's all this other stuff going on and, <laughs> oh my God, I have to deal with my family and I have to deal with caterers. <laughs> and it's a very different actual experience. So you really have to, you know, there's a cli- the, the old cliche comparison is the thief of joy is so true because you can't compare yourself to what you see on the internet. It's not real.
0: Mm, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> What's something you should never scrimp on when planning a wedding?
1: photography yeah in my opinion I think again it's a massive cliche but you know once the wedding is over that's what you have left to look back on and it's what your grandparent grandchildren are going to look at and you know I love looking at my grandparents wedding photos it's like so magical Uh um and you know I think there's so many things you can DIY but when it comes to photos and video there's no comparison to what a professional can do and yes it's expensive but You know, I think it's the one thing you should invest in and you can DIY everything else. And I think if you, you know, if you feel amazing, like if whatever you're wearing, you feel really comfortable in and you have a really amazing photographer, you're always going to look back and think those were good choices.
0: Comfort is a really good point that you make there because you go to wedding dress shops. I know when I was trying on wedding dresses, I I kept thinking, I I, I don't have a huge bosom. I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) They're small pussies. Once was mine, I've got ample. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got very different body shapes. And you put on these strapless gowns and I, even in the shop, and I know it wasn't fitted to my body, I was really aware and conscious of not being able, my pussies not being able to hold up this dress. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I thought, I don't want to be the girl on the day that's hitching up this dress the whole day. I want to be able to rock out with my (laughs) cock out and have a really – Great time, yeah, and not be thinking that my nips are showing. So comfort is a big factor for me when I was picking my dress. That's the end of my story, but that's what I wanted to yes, say. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the question. No, no <laughs> question, question. Just a general statement there, Kat. Yeah. That's how I roll. Your best budget tip: utilize your friends and family. Like
1: people want to help generally. So you know, maybe your mom is really good at baking or growing flowers or whatever. Like ask people to help. I'm sure. They'll be thrilled to do so.
0: Cats, time for the Quick Fire McCormack questions. I'd like to hear your thoughts on eloping.
1: It's wicked. You should do it if you want to do it.
0: Bitchy bridesmaids. What's the point? Just
1: get rid of them. <laughs> why? Why talk why to yourself? You know, when I can say this because we're no longer friends, but when I got married, so we had quite a small, I mean, it wasn't small, really. It was about 100 people, but I didn't want a re- ream of bridesmaids. I thought it would look ridiculous. So I basically had my two sisters and my very best friend from university, and that was it. And Gareth just had one best man. He didn't have a groomsman. And I had this friend that I'd been friends with um, since prior, uh, secondary school. And when she found out she wasn't going to be a bridesmaid, she threw the biggest fit ever. She oh, got no. so stroppy, and I was like, well, this is why you're not my president. <laughs> cake or booze? Booze. Well, actually, both. I don't really have a sweet tooth, so I would pick booze, but you should definitely have cake.
0: Wishing wells. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, those wishing wells that people put cash in as gifts. Oh, man. Do they, do they still happen? Oh, uh, Apparently. I'd like uh, to actually stop, if we could start some sort of campaign to stop people from using the wishing wheels and stop people from using those awful rhymes, which I will put in the show notes to show how awful they are, to ask people for cash.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you want to, uh, I think asking for cash is fine, but you don't need a f***ing wishing well. <laughs> just just say, hey, you know, we're just buying a new house or we want to go on honeymoon and we'd really appreciate some contributions instead of another toaster. Yes. Like, just keep it real, people. Exactly. These are your friends and family. You don't need to write them a
0: poem. And also, in st- like, the wishing wells I've seen are actual, like, wooden replicas of a well. I mean... is I've actually never seen one. Oh, I'm wow. going to send you a photo. Oh, thanks. I'm going to pop it... Uh, again, <laughs> I'll pop it in the show notes just to show how awful they are. <sighs> Etsy.
1: Oh, man, I love Etsy. Etsy's, like, the best.
0: It really is. Best. Yeah. I always say it's it's a great thing if you want to DIY without having to do any DIY just support yes. support support someone with the skills and you don't have to ever purchase a glue gun. Exactly. That's my that's
1: my kind of crafting, honestly.
0: Oh, me too. And then you can say, "Hey, I did all this." You could lie on the day. I'm sure <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> favorite celebrity wedding?
1: Gwen Stefani's wedding dress was always like oh. my favorite wedding dress ever.
0: The pink dipped yeah. Oh, yeah. I
1: That's... wish I'd picked something like that, actually, but I wasn't brave enough at the time, but I wish I'd done it. Who else? Someone else got married recently and I thought it was amazing. Oh, Solange Knowles.
0: Oh, please.
1: I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be up there. She looked amazing.
0: Kat, if Kat. we want to get our greasy little mitts on a wonderful copy of the Rock and Roll Bride magazine, how do we do so?
1: So it is available up and down the UK in all good retailers.
0: Um, Gosh, and... how long How long have you been willing to, waiting to say that? Like my whole life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just ridiculous, honestly. If you can't find it because they suck, then if you go to my website, com, it will be blaringly obvious how you can order it online.
0: Hell yeah. And how about our international listeners? Because I know you've got a lot of American and Aussie fans, especially, and Canadian. Yeah. Can they get a copy?
1: Yes, they can. Uh, You'll also be able to order it online. I think it'll be via subscription, um, but same thing. You can just order it online and they'll deliver it to your door, which is
0: very exciting. Oh, I'm going to. I'm excited. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm not even getting (laughs) married again and I want to have them. And I also just think it'd be a nice coffee table, you know, magazine to make you look very trendy and alternative.
1: I'm already planning to put it on my co- on my own coffee table, so that's a very good idea.
0: Hell yeah! I always think I wrote a book and it's being republished this year, which is very exciting. And I sometimes just leave it around the house because I think, fuck it, I wrote a book. Yeah, it should be maybe seen. Damn right! Bloody hell!
1: <laughs> you bloody ripper!
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I think I think what you do is um, a fabulous. I'm such a fan, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate spending a bit of time with you, Kat Williams. Well, thanks for having me. It is my pleasure. And I hope we get to speak again soon and just rock and roll. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Apologies for saying rock and roll like I did because that made me sound, in Australia we would say, that sounds really daggy, really naff. So apologies for my naffness. But, hey, it's inbuilt. I can't help it. Take me as I am, your podcast host. This is what you're getting every week exciting times ahead for the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Gee, I've got some good episodes coming up if I do say so myself. It sounds a little bit on myself, doesn't it, when I say that? But I am really, really getting some fabulous guests um, who are keen to come on board and share their information with you because I know how hard it can be with wedding planning. It can be overwhelming. You can feel a little flustered. I mean, some of you are probably out there going, no, it's not. I'm having a great time. And congratulations to the 3% of you that are saying that. Because having planned a wedding myself and helping friends plan weddings and also interviewing all these amazing wedding experts, they all say the same thing. It can be full on, and I really hope that what I'm presenting to you each week is helpful. And I love hearing from you. I can't tell you how nice it is to receive emails and tweets and Facebook posts saying, "Hey, I really enjoyed that episode," or "Can you do more of this?" Because it's reality. Me sitting in my home studio talking, and uh, feedback to me is gold. And it also just makes me realise that there are people out there listening, which is nice. And If I can tailor the show to specifically what you want, that just warms my heart. So thank you for the people that have gotten in touch. If you are sitting there going, "Mm, I wonder if Alicia reads her emails or I wonder if, you know, I can send a question through. Yeah, I love it you like my friends. You're like my pen pals from the 80s. You really are online. So thank you so much again for listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. It is such a joy to be able to present this show and uh, hopefully help you out and make a little bit of a difference. So if you do want to get in touch, please visit savethedatepodcast.com. That's my website. And every week, after every show, I post show notes, which is basically a little page. If I've promised I'm going to leave links or photos like today, I'm talking about the 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 wedding wishing well, I'll be posting a photo of that. That's where it all goes. So you'll know as soon as the episode's released, and if you want to look at archival episodes, there are show notes for every ep. So please do check them out and leave a comment if you're looking for something in particular. And if you have a question, of course, go to the connect tab on the website and send me a question. Coming up next week, we have a very special fitness episode with a bloke called Scott Colby, who has designed, now don't get scared here, he's designed a workout, a very easy workout for brides-to-bees, brides-to-bees, if that's a real way to say it. It's not a get thin fast thing. I'm not into any of that rubbish. It's a way to change your mindset and change your habits a little bit without being preachy, to feel healthier and look healthier for your wedding day. And I'm not talking about getting skinny or anything unhealthy or fatty. I don't want. To, I don't like any of that stuff. We're talking about making a change for the better and feeling really good about yourself because I think that's the best thing that I can give you and present to you. And Scott is an amazing guy who really genuinely wants to help people be healthier. And the best thing is he's giving away to all of my listeners, you lovely people, a free bridal fitness pack. So if you want that, listen in because I'll be giving you all the information. Thank you so much again. Have the best week ever. Happy days.